Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Tara Humphrey. I run an award-winning healthcare consultancy specialising in supporting primary care networks. I'm a facilitator. I am a mum of three. I have an MBA and I would class myself as a bit of an adventurer. And I absolutely love all things business, all things leadership, all things management. So I created this podcast for clinical and non-clinical colleagues working in the field of health and care and for those of you looking to develop your leadership skills. Every week we release an episode which focuses on the hard and soft skills required to lead in this increasingly complex environment as we move to delivering more integrated care. So let's jump into this week's episode. and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing really, really well. So back in March 2022, we shared that we were going to take a little bit of a break. We had recorded 196 episodes and the day job was starting to take over and producing this weekly show was becoming a little bit tricky. So my podcast manager, Sophie said, and she's been saying to me for a while, to be fair, Tara, relax, take a break. It's okay. Your listeners will come back. So hopefully if you were a regular listener to the Business of Healthcare podcast, welcome back. And if you are a new listener to the Business of Healthcare podcast, thank you so much for giving us giving us a chance. So this is a very informal podcast. We have a mixture of solo episodes and I really want to emphasize these are unscripted Okay, these are just my thoughts of the week when I share them. And then we have a more structured um, interview, although the guests don't see the questions before we meet. And moving forward, we're doing things slightly differently. And I think we're going to be recording these podcasts in seasons. And this upcoming season, we have got some incredible NHS leaders coming onto the podcast to share their lessons learned, their journeys to date. And the underlying theme of this upcoming season is all around influence. How do these incredible leaders influence change in the NHS? And how do they make decisions by committee? And I wanted to do a bit of a shift to NHS leaders and the topic of influence because in my day-to-day work, I often hear people being very critical of high profile leaders saying, well, they shouldn't have done this and they shouldn't have done that. And why have they done this? They don't have a clue. And I think that it's really, really easy when it's not you to be critical. And we all think that we could do it better. And I think that we're all human. We all make mistakes and we all have a tough job to do. The goal is just for these leaders to share what a day in the life looks like and the challenges that they have to face and the level of resilience they have to pull upon and how they manage their self-care, how they manage their day from a productivity point of view and how do they try to ensure that the policy and strategy that they are setting filters down to the front line. So this week, before we jump into our suite of 
interviews, I wanted to share my take on how to influence change from what I know to be true. And I'm always learning and evolving, but this has served me well to date. I have run, I've got this successful, profitable business. People do not have to work with me. So how have I managed to influence clients to work with us? How have I managed to persuade my team to work for me? How have I managed to persuade people to partner with us when they simply do not have to? And this influence is on a spectrum. So sometimes it's transactional and sometimes it is more of a strategic partnership. Sometimes I'm working with integrated care leaders and I did a fantastic piece of work working with Kent and Medway's Medicines Optimization Board and working with their chief pharmacists. Sometimes this is me sharing my views at the time of recording where I'm part of the NHS Confederation's PCN reference group. Sometimes that's me writing a blog targeted at new primary care network managers and new clinical directors. Sometimes that's me influencing a group of practice managers that initially may feel resistant to the suggestions and ideas that I am bringing. Sometimes that is chairing a primary care network board made up of eight practices, eight practice managers, two to three partners per practice. So there's different levels of influence. And I've been debating with people behind the scenes whether I use different influencing skills depending on who I'm with. And you could argue yes, but in general, it's probably a no. And I think the key for me, and you may disagree, and it's absolutely fine if you disagree, but I think I'm able to influence decisions best when I am authentically myself. And no one wants to hear that. People want to hear this is your four-step framework to influence. I'm not going to give you that. Other, Other guests on my podcast may do, but I'm not. The more I am myself, the more successful I become. The more I share honestly my position, which may be, do you know what, guys? I'm not, I don't quite understand the data or I'm not quite sure what we're talking about. Or actually, I strongly believe when we're thinking about the patient is X, Y and Z. And I've got a powerful story to share that is authentically true. That's when people start to see the proposition or see the argument in a slightly different way. And when I take the time to understand the other person's point of view, again, we start to see that shift. When I enter a conversation and I'm solely focused on me and what I want to get from it or what my client wants to get from it, the level of influence is low. I'm not coming at it from a collaborative point of view. I'm coming to win. And then I met with somebody who also wants to win and they will protect and maintain their corner and they won't move. When I approach the conversation with, I hate to use these words, but I can't think of any other word, you know, like curiosity, like why do you think that is a genuine, help me understand your point of view? Because at the moment I don't understand and I disagree. 
but can we have a conversation around X, Y, and Z? This is my point of view at the moment, but I am open. How can we move together? How can we both get what we want? If I do believe, and I've been in situations, if the other person has to bend so much, they become resentful. It's an artificial yes or an insincere yes. And they, you know, the job won't get done. Progress will not be made because it will be insincere. We've all been in meetings where you say yes and think, "Mm, no. So when we approach a conversation, when I approach a conversation with that curiosity, with a genuine willingness to, I do want to work with you. We do have to, I do believe we need to work together. How can we make this happen? And if we don't have to work together, being really honest about that, being really honest and upfront and saying, okay, well, you know, let's park this conversation, revisit it at a later time. I'm still going to crack on with X, Y, and Z. And I think it's about being really clear. So being authentic, being honest when you say you don't know something, being open-minded to understanding another person's point of view, being honest enough to say, we're going to park this conversation if we do not have to work together. Or actually, maybe what we're trying to do is just one step too far. How can we scale back the ambition and where can we meet in the middle and do something that is quite, you know, like low risk for both parties? And I think the clearer I am, the better I am able to influence the decision. So the clearer I am, it's easier to influence the decision. And that's not influence a decision so I get my way. It's to influence a decision that allows us to move forwards. The usual stuff, which should go without saying, but I will emphasize the importance of preparing for conversations or, you know, like interactions, whether that's an email, whether that's a business case, really trying to anticipate the objections from the other party and making sure you've got the relevant data. So what you don't want to do is, yes, it's great to have a compelling story, but then when you get into, you know, like the hard metrics, you're like, oh, don't know. You really want to come prepared. And that preparation sometimes takes time. And when we're really busy, we don't prepare. We try to cut corners and then the conversation falls flat. So really taking the time to prepare and using people strategically, going to people and say, tell me what inviting people to critique your work can be a very powerful move because A, it protects you from presenting your work blindly and people ripping it to shreds. Going to people and saying, tell me what's missing or what would you do if you were me? You don't have to take the advice, but listen to the advice and then you choose whether you're going to take it. But there are a few people that I would say, can be quite negative, but I use that to my advantage. And then at least if I give them a heads up and I prepare myself mentally, (laughs) um, you know, it's not a surprise in an open forum when they quite vocally share their views and they're not favorable. And it's okay if things aren't favorable. We do have to be tough. Not every decision is going to go our way. Not everything we think is a good idea. And the goal is, if we work together, oh, just remember something. I went to the 
International Conference for Integrated Care in Denmark in May. And one of the speakers said, when it comes to integrated care, no one person has the answer. No one team in isolation has the answer. So one party comes up with, a, you know, like a concept and then you start that process of development and evolution and critique and deconstruction. And the goal is someone needs to start it. And then where you move to, it would have slightly changed or it could have radically changed, but it will change. And it should change because when it comes to integrated care, when it comes to collaborative working, we all see things slightly differently and that is okay. So if we approach it with, I'm going to start it, it may change, but we need to create this shared purpose. What are we moving towards? And then how it looks like it's about creating that shared purpose and being open and flexible and willing enough. The shared purpose doesn't need to change, but how you get there may change and may take a little bit of a windy road. So when listening to this, I want you to stop and think, what am I trying to achieve? And what are the, what are the barriers that are being presented and really, really listen to them objectively. Do they have a point? Are you being crystal clear? Have you done your preparation? Have you proactively gone to people that may not be your biggest fans to get their point of view? Do you have allies? Do you have people in your corner that are not like yes, Tara, no, Tara, Freebags, full Tara, but people think, actually, no, there's, there's some mileage here to do that work a little bit to the side? And are you authentically being yourself? People follow people. And sometimes I think we can be sometimes too professional, too kind of buttoned up and straight laced. And sometimes being able to deliver a message and smile and bring a bit of your human side to the conversation can work wonders. And using humour appropriately and being really frank and direct appropriately can really shift the needle, can really start to enable things to move forward or proactively stop. You have to decide, do you have to move forward in the face of adversity or can you do something different or do you need to stop your approach or the idea and go back to the drawing board? But I think let's not blindly keep doing things which aren't working because people won't follow you. You can't beat people into submission. You want people to come with you and you want to follow people. You want to move together. So these are my current thoughts on influence. They will change as we go on, as I learn, as I gain more experience. But one thing that's really putting me in good stead at the moment is I'm just asking, I'm constantly asking the question. I think one thing that's working for me really well when it comes to influence is that I'm just open to changing my mind and I'm really being reflective around how I show up and really paying attention to the politics and just taking a step back and observing, observing my own thoughts, observing the situation before I act and slowing down. And that's quite hard for me because I would say I, one of my strengths is I'm quick to act. But I think in order to make sure 
we try to do things as, you know, like as right as we can first time. That does require me personally to slow down. And the honesty in that is me telling other people, this is where my head's at. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm not quite sure about. What, what do you think? How can we move forward? Is this a good idea? What is missing? If we had to do scenario A or scenario B and we had to, what's your gut saying? Can we move forward with practice A, B and C not fully on board or do we need to wait or do we need to try a different approach? Asking those open-ended questions, then committing to act with the permission to pivot when we need to. So those are my thoughts on influence. I am really keen to see how my thoughts change after speaking with the leaders that are coming onto the show and I will keep you updated. And just a heads up, so I keep saying we've got some incredible leaders. So we have got Dr. Bola Alabi coming on the podcast. She's currently the Director of Healthcare Inequalities at NHS England. We've got Reef Ranking, the Director of Primary Care at the NHS Confederation. We've got Kath Ethan. She is the Director of Children's Nursing. We've got Partha Carr. He is the National Speciality Advisor for Diabetes at NHS England. We've got Amy Robson. She's the Deputy Director of Personalised Care at NHS England. Hopefully we've got Christine Bushell coming on. She is an advanced nurse practitioner and a nurse partner. So that is just a taster of the guests that we've got coming on. I'm so excited and I hope you tune in and I will see you in the next episode. so much for joining us if you like what you hear i would absolutely love it if you left us an itunes rating and five star review i know many of you give us a shout out on social media which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast so please come and find us on twitter at thc primary care on instagram and on linkedin just look for tara humphrey and if you're not subscribed to our newsletter please do you get to hear more insights more confessions some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week. So click on join the newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.